Agents Podcast. This episode of the Lab Goat Agents Podcast is brought to you by RedX, the complete real estate prospecting solution. RedX offers high quality lead data on expireds, for sale by owners, vacant rental property owners, pre foreclosures, and geo leads, the number one data source for neighborhood prospecting. You can also filter, organize, and call your leads inside Vortex, the all in one lead management platform, free with any lead subscription. With RedX, you get more than just phone numbers. You get all the tools you need to connect with more homeowners who are actively looking to sell. RedX is offering our listeners $150 off. Just go to redx.bz forward slash LCA. That's R-E-D-X dot B-Z forward slash LCA to sign up for RedX today. Ladies and gentlemen of the Lab Coach Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Lab Coach Asians podcast. And today I am speaking to someone who is in the future. That's right, because he is coming to us all the way from the other side of the earth, from Vietnam, uh, originally from Australia. We're going to be talking today to someone who has a background in software engineering, building online computer games and had the the task of trying to figure out how to drive more visitors, customers, people, humans to his site. And he is going to bring that knowledge today to help us understand things like, hey, why do businesses fail? Which, by the way, realtors fail often. Uh, why most marketing is a total waste of money. We're going we're gonna to cover all kinds of topics just like that to help you increase elevate your online game no pun intended there chris welcome to the show chris reed my friend how are you man what a great time to be alive right like <laughs> you know i get to work from the comfort of my home office speaking to you on the other side of the world you know like now more than ever it's just so important to have a website to drive your business forward you know so it's it's a great time to be working in digital marketing, I'll tell you. That's, that is the truth, my friend. That is the truth. And you know what? It's funny you mentioned that. I was listening to a podcast last night, and they were talking about just the whole digital age that we're in and how you know COVID is, has thrust us forward and how so many people, some say it's a horrible thing, and then others say, gosh, if it wasn't for this digital world, what would we be doing while we're all you know, stuck at home? And so it's, you, know, you got to find you know cup half full mentality, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like when when COVID first happened, like we lost one customer straight away, and we we're like, "Oh man, how's how's this going? How bad is this going to get?" That that guy does like public speaking, and so his career just ended. But that was the only customer we lost, and it's just been growth on growth on growth because, like, especially our e-commerce customers, it's like, you know, everyone's buying stuff online, so they yeah. they're selling more than ever. Yeah. I love it. Well, this is going to be a fun conversation because I'm looking forward because you don't have a real estate background. So this is fun. This is always fun for me uh, because a lot of our guests are very real estate mindset driven, right? They're in the real estate world in some capacity. And so I think it's fun to get someone with an outside perspective because I actually think it's more powerful. And so for any of you realtors that are listening today uh, who A, have a website, have a landing page, want to grow one, this is the episode for you. So, but Chris, let's start here. I, I already kind of teased it. Well, I just straight up said it. You're on the other side of the world. 
you're in, in Saigon, Vietnam. You're from Brisbane, Australia. Tell our audience about who you are, kind of how you came up in business and what led you to where you are today. Yeah, sure. So yeah, I'm a computer geek from Brisbane, Australia. Studied software engineering. And there's two ways to kind of make money in software. You uh, move to Silicon Valley and work for a tech startup or you go and work in finance. I, I choose the, chose the finance route. I moved to London, worked for a bunch of big banks, which is you know, great, making billionaires more money. It's really a bit soul-destroying work, making the rich richer, but you know, they pay enough that you learn to forget about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, life, life was pretty great until the 2008 global financial crisis came and you know, kicked my ass and I lost my job just like everyone else I knew. And like, there was no other jobs to be had. And I was like, well, what the hell am I going to do with my life? I'm in the middle of my career. It's just got started and boom, I'm gone. Uh, so I went back to Australia with my tail between my legs. And being a computer geek, I built an online game. And I didn't build it because I knew anything about business. I didn't even think about really why I was building it. Other than I wanted to learn a new type of programming. But as I got the game, like came to fruition, I was like, well, how the hell do you get people to a website to play the damn thing? And so that's when I started digging around and learned about SEO. I learned, you know, kind of what the, the secret behind Google is, which is backlinks, build a bunch of backlinks in the website. It shot up in the rankings. I got a ton of traffic. I went, holy cow, this is awesome. And this is way more fun than building a game. And so I ditched it and have been, you know, ranking websites ever since. Wow. Wow. So first off, what was the game? I mean, it was really realistically, I just wanted to learn some new software because working in banks, like you always do desktop software because they want to not be connected to the internet because it makes it hard to hack you if you're not connected to the internet. And so I just wanted to learn some web programming. So it was just a kind of silly little game. It didn't, it didn't really matter much at all. Yeah. Well, but I, but I want to know, I mean, you got to tell me, I mean, I, <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, it, the game's called Mob Warrior. I, I don't even know if I own the domain name anymore. I'm not sure what's there, but if you go to mobwarrior.com, there's probably something there. Mob Warrior. That's awesome. That's great. Well, good stuff, man. And so it's led you to, you know, becoming a, a, an SEO wizard, if you will. And so let's, let's back that down for just a second, because I don't want to assume that everybody listening is very familiar with, you know, search engine optimization, which is what SEO stands for. But I think what's most important, we should kind of set the table of having uh, our listener understand why that is so important. So whether you own a business, whether you are your own brokerage, uh, or you're just an individual agent, you know, explain the importance of SEO to their business. Well, yeah, like, like as you said before, right, most businesses fail. Most realtors fail. You know, it's the hard truth of business. That's why most people don't get into business because it's really risky and it's hard. Uh, and, you know, they fail because they can't get enough customers. If you can get a steady stream of customers to grow your business, it makes everything else easier. In fact, Larry Page, the co-founder of Google, he coined the, the term revenue cures all problems. And it's so true. You know, like I'm certainly not the best businessman in the world. I've screwed up plenty of things. I had no idea what I was doing to start with. Had an HR stole like 40 grand one time. Like, you know, you name a mistake, I've done it. But like when, you know, we eat our own dog food, we do our own marketing, we've got customers lining up. Like getting new customers is not our biggest problem. So like that just takes all of the stress out of it. Like we're growing like very fast at the moment and it's hard to keep up with the work, but like hard work's not stressful. Not being able to make payroll, that's stressful. Yeah. And so like having a website that gives you that sort of security, man, it's, it's 
makes it life a lot more fun. Yeah. It's, it's like, that's, that's what I would call first world problems, right? It's a problem, but a good problem. That's been a problem for our industry this entire year. You know, and in fact, you know, when you, when you sit back and look at it and I'm sure you're familiar with what's going on in the American market, but that is that real estate is going crazy and the mortgage, I'm in the mortgage world. It's just been off the charts and everybody's complaining. They can't keep up. There's not enough staff, but come on people. Like this is a good problem to have. We're working 24 seven, but it's a good problem. It beats the alternative, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, that that's for sure. Like a lot of our clients are in, in real estate, in all types of real estate from residential. The commercial guys are having a bit of a problem. They're, they're, not, they're not loving life, but the, the residentials are certainly doing great. And like I talk to realtors all the time and, you know, some of them spend ridiculous amounts of money with Zillow. It's like I've, people tell me they spend 10 grand a month with Zillow. And it's like, holy cow, what are you doing? You're investing in Zillow. You're giving them your money. Sure, they're giving you some leads, but Zillow doesn't give a crap about you. you know, they'll sell those leads to whoever's going to give them more money. So you've got absolutely no defense on your business. As soon as someone comes around with bigger pockets, they just buy those leads for you. But like, if you actually own the asset, if you own your website and rank your website, so man, if you took that $10,000 away from Zillow, heck, even if you still gave them five and then and put the other five into investing in your own website, in a couple of months, it's just going to dwarf the leads that you get from Zillow and you own it all. You control it. You know, like that's the beauty of SEO over any other form of marketing is that it's compounding. Like Facebook ads, yeah, they work. YouTube ads, yeah, they work. Even Google ads, you know, all of those companies wouldn't be worth anything if their ads didn't work. But, you know, as soon as you stop spending, you stop getting. Where the power with SEO is what you spent last month, you get this month and next month and next year. It just keeps compounding and like nothing can beat that. That's interesting. Okay. So you just hit a chord with everybody listening because Zillow is like the big nasty, you know, curse word that nobody wants to hear you say. They all hate it. Most agents will will will, will just talk terrible about the Zillows. I'm, I'm just going to use Zillow as the metaphor for all of the lead aggregators, right? Uh, and what they're doing and, and what's coming down the pipeline. But it's interesting to hear somebody who's not in the industry say what they're doing isn't even that special. Because I think a lot of them feel like they, they've kind of monopolized the market to a certain extent. And they feel like I can't compete, right? It's impossible to compete. But what somebody on the outside now is telling our audience is that BS, like that's they're, what they're doing is not even that special. And you could even do it better. Is that what I just heard you say? is exactly exactly what i'm saying jeff that yes you definitely can do it and you can do it you can hone down even better to exactly what your target market is you know we've got we've got clients that you know are looking for you know distressed houses we've got clients that are looking for luxury houses we can like hone down to find out exactly what their particular customer is searching for get their message really tight that's right for their ideal client so you get that message in front of where the person's looking and then get them to book a call with you. And it's like, that's awesome. You own that client's journey, you know? That's that's awesome. That's awesome. So when it comes to that mindset, right? I think if I'm an agent, I'm sitting here listening right now and saying, yeah, but Zillow spent years perfecting this. They, they have these elaborate websites and these search engines for homes. And it's like the place that people go, right? It's where they go uh, when they say, you know what? let's see what some homes are for sale in this, in this particular zip code, right? They're driving around, whatever. How do I even begin to get into that arena? Yeah, so a, a really good example is one of our more recent clients. 
he, the the guy I first spoke to, he works for a really big national real realtor company, and he was like just sick of their crappy leads and their crappy website, and he's like pushed them. In fact, I was speaking to him for about six months to try and get his boss to spend some money and do some stuff, and he went, "Look, screw it, I'm going to work with you directly." He got three of his other mates together, so there's four of them, and we're building a web website, and so they're based in LA. And they're looking for distressed houses and they want people that are selling their house fast. So the first thing we did is keyword research. What are people searching for? And like we buy houses and sell my house fast type keywords and all of the different suburbs in LA, every single suburb, you know, I don't know LA very well, but like, you know, Beverly Hills and like Hawthorne and, you know, whatever else is in LA. We did all of the keyword research to find what those people are searching for. And sure, the search volume is pretty little. But it's like the competition is nothing. It's like you build a page and it's good enough to rank. And man, even if that just gives like ranking a page on Google for a page that for a keyword that doesn't have much competition, it's not going to cost you very much. And so like even if it costs you you know a couple hundred bucks to put that page together and get it posted and ranking, that generates you leads every single month forever. Like how much you spend on the Mozilla leads? Like this, this will rank and next year you get all those leads too. You don't have to spend any money anymore and you still get all those leads. And so one thing that we like, so how we work is we, we build a strategy for people. And when we delivered this strategy to these guys, because they're like, yeah, we just want to focus on LA. And we showed them the keyword research and said, this is the plan for LA. But we want to make the site extensible. So like, you know, later on, you know, take that easy, those easy wins that I was just talking about make it extensible so that you can, you know, you can go after San Francisco and then other areas in California and then, you know, the rest of the U S as well. And man, their eyes lit up because they're like, wow, we already work for a nationwide company that we can already sell all those leads to. We've already got the marketplace. Mm -hmm. for it. I'm like, yeah, now you're the Zillow. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So when it comes to setting, you know, so you mentioned the compounding effect and, and how, you know, you set something up and, you know, those leads will come in month after month after month. But but what what sort of, you know, what kind of a website are you suggesting that people set up? Because it can't just be a basic landing page. And, and not only that, doesn't it have to be like constantly evolving and updating and have new stuff in it? Uh, what kind of things do you recommend for your clients? Because I, I get it. And I, I kind of want to ask you a few more questions about the keyword aspect of it, because, you know, I think helping under people, you know, agents understand that is important. But just the just the website and the content in general. How important is that? Yeah, so content in general is important. You can't rank a website without it. There's a fabulous article. Heck, I'm just going to read you the title of it because it is so profound. So it's by this uh, massive SEO tool called Ahrefs, and they they studied two billion pieces of content. Like two billion pieces of content is oh. quite a lot. And they found that 90.63% of content gets zero traffic from Google. So like over 90% of content gets no traffic from Google. So you can be pumping out content all day long and Google just will not give a crap. You know, if you break it down even further, they showed just 0.21%, less than 1%, 0.21% of content gets more than a thousand visitors a month. So like content is not the secret to search engine rankings. Like it's, it's certainly not easy to rank a, rank a website and make it, a, make a valuable website. If it was super easy to do, then everyone would do it and then it wouldn't be valuable again. 
But one point of, of argument that, that I hate is web designers. They have no idea what they're doing. They might build you a beautiful website. Like beautiful websites, they don't sell things. Words sell things, and you need to get those words in front of people. You know, a website's like a business card. You know, if, if business card doesn't work, if it's sitting in your desk drawer, you need to get out there and hand it out to people. And it's the same as your website. And web designers just don't understand that. So like the first thing that we do with a customer, you know, because often they ask, you know, how much is SEO? And the honest answer is you can spend any amount you want. You know, the internet is really, really big. Like, you know, to build a, build a website like Zillow, well, it's going to cost a, you know, more than a few pretty pennies, but you know, how valuable is that as well? So what we asked was how many more customers do you want? And generally the answer we get is more. And it's like, geez, guys, come on. You need to have a bit of a plan. Like you, you need to have an idea of what success likes, looks like for you. We can't get you there. Like, you know, even a big company like Apple, you know, when they build a new iPhone, they have to estimate how many people are going to buy it. Because, you know, if they make too many, then they got extra stock that they can't sell. They don't make enough. They're not going to, you know, get maximize their revenue. So everyone has to estimate. And, you know, most realtors can only handle so many leads. It's like you can't have infinite leads right now, right? Mm -hmm. So how many can handle? And if you hire more staff to handle those leads, what's the trajectory that you need? And then you need to maintain it. So that's what we kind of look at. What do you look like? What success looks like for you every year? And the beauty of digital marketing is that it, it kicks the crap out of any, I don't know why people advertise on TV or radio. Now, none of that stuff is measurable. It's ridiculous. We're like digital it's a science and you can measure everything. So if you want this many customers, you go, great. What's your conversion rate on the phone? So you need this many leads. Cool. What's your conversion rate from your website? You need this much traffic. Cool. These are the keywords that have that search volume. They're the ones we need to rank for. Boom. And away, and away you go. It's interesting. And when you were talking about the strategy and, and, um, you know, how many customers do you want and kind of how you progressed in that, in that, uh, what you were talking about. I, I would venture to guess that, especially with real estate, you, you talk to real estate people, how many of them probably look at you with a blank stare and they're like, oh my gosh. That, that happens so often because they, they don't know, most people don't know how to do their market research, right? Like, you know, thankfully we have tools. So we're able to see how many people are searching in each area for different keywords. So we know how big your market is. And so you can capture it. Like I, I tell you, a, a real pain in the ass client that we decided not to work with anymore uh, was from my home country, Australia, and he sells cannabis products. And his dreams were really lofty. He's like, I want this, this many clients. And we're like, the search volume is not there. Like, we can't do that for you. Like, Australia is not that big, right? It's 23 million people. And his dreams were like, it's like, it's not the US, dude. We There's not that many people searching for that. So there's no way we can get you that much traffic. Well, if we got, got you that traffic, it'd be for other keywords and then they wouldn't convert to customers and say, what's the point? And we're like, man, if it's this hard to get started working with this guy, imagine what it's going to be like being a customer. So we, and it's probably best that you find someone else to work with. Yeah. But uh, how we often work with clients who aren't a pain in the butt is that we help them with that. Like, because a lot of people aren't technical. Like one of one of our great clients, she's an older lady in Naples in Florida. You know, there's like the most billionaires in the country there. But they're all generally older people. And so she's an older lady and relates very well to them and sells like crazy. 
you know, when we first started working together, the hardest thing was getting access to a website because she had no idea how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> but once we did it, we just it just took over everything for her. And so we were able to show her this is how many people in your area searching for this sort of stuff really help now nail down what's her perfect avatar, you know, like a lot of people searching for like golf clubs and, and stuff in Naples because there's older people and they're looking for games to play when they're retired for their, you know, their second mm-hmm. or third home. And so we need to really get into the mind, mind of those, those, well, her ideal customer. And then we show her this is what the search volume is, you know, and this is, this is what you can obtain. What do you want? Because like gener- building a website that's going to generate you 10 leads a month or 100 leads a month or 1,000 leads a month, well, it's a different amount of work. So you can kind of estimate on what the cost per click is. So like how much you'd spend on Google Ads. Generally, the higher the cost per click, the more competitive it is and the harder it is to rank for SEO as well. Uh, and so we can kind of work out, okay, this is the search volume. This is the difficulty on that. And so this is how much work it'll take to get you to where, where you need to be. Does your, do you recommend for someone, I actually had two questions, but, but you just brought something up. Do you recommend, cause when you're talking about cost per click and all that kind of stuff, I think you're, I think we're talking over the, the, the common person's head, right? And do they really need to understand that unless they're, or why would they need to understand that? Or when they hire a service or a company like yourself, I guess that's what you guys do for them, right? Does it, is it really that important for them to understand? Because you know, when you get into, and I think Facebook marketing is much more familiar to the real to common real estate agent, and they understand somewhat the top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel type stuff, and and how you know the, the the bid auction and all that kind of stuff, which is probably also over most of their heads. But how important is it for them to understand that piece of SEO and ranking and that sort of thing? Yeah, so like generally, people like you know, there's a fabulous book by Mike McCall. It's called Clockwork, and I highly recommend it. Like when I started business, I had no freaking idea what I was doing. I screwed up so much stuff, and that book's about how to build a business that doesn't revolve around you, and it's really, really, really great. Uh, and I, I've, we've used a lot of its strategies to really free me from the business a lot. Which you now I'm going on holidays at the end of this week for a couple of weeks. You know, it's fabulous, and the business will come along without me. And that's what most of our realtors want too, is to focus on real estate. They don't want to focus on building a website or SEO or no understand cost per click, whatever like that. But when we're first starting work, working with someone, we have to earn their trust, right? Like sure, they might got referred to us by someone. And so you've got a bit of trust already, but we want to make sure that they understand what we're doing, you know, so that like, so you can build that trust. So like, it is kind of a, a bit of a bit important that they understand that sort of stuff and just enough, like they don't have to do it, but we still want to explain it to them so that they can go, oh yeah, cool. You know what you're doing and they have their trust and then they get on and get on with it. Generally when we're working with someone brand new for like the first two or three months, you know, you're getting to know each other. We have to speak with them a lot too, to make sure we really understand their messaging and their brand because we don't just want to rank a website. We want to convert to customers. And so generally, the realtor you're speaking to them on a the phone so the whole line between you know landing on that page getting you know a lead magnet getting some email marketing and booking call it all needs to come in your voice so that they're like speaking to the same person you know so that takes a bit of time to get usually by month two or three when we got leads coming in then you know the customer like trusts us and goes cool now we don't have to talk about the technicality stuff anymore and get on with it right right so but, uh, I- 
good. Yeah. Just just to mention cost per click, just mm-hmm. so everyone does understand what that is. Like if you search something like you know divorce lawyer New York, which is a really expensive cost per click, you'll see ads at the top, and then you'll see the organic listings. So the organic listings are free ones. The the ads are the ones that you pay to be there, and that's where Google makes all their money. Like Alphabet, the the parent company of Google something like 95% of the revenue comes from Google ads. It's like insane. And you know, Google plays around as much as they can to get people to click on ads, but it's still only about two to 6% of people click on ads. Wow. So even if you're paying for the traffic, you're at most only getting 6%. You wouldn't believe the difference of what SEO is. You know, like there's 10 uh, organic listings uh, on the front page of Google and the amount of traffic that each one gets varies so greatly. Like if you're in between position six and 10, those get around three to 4% of the clicks. So pretty, pretty low. Num- number number two from memory is 17%. And number one is 31%. So like wow. the difference between number 10 and number one is 10 times the amount of traffic. Like it's insane. <laughs> and number one is you is almost always an ad. Or well, you that's t- not the ad. I mean, the organic. Oh, so, be so below the ads. Got below it. Below the ads. Got it. Most people just skim over the ads and yeah. do not click on them. Although I'm noticing, I don't want to digress here, but I've even been noticing because I use Google just like anybody. I mean, for everything, right? Um, and you, if I go to Google, I'll notice that some of the ads are the site that I really want to get to. And then the actual, the same site let's just say I, I'm, I'm, I'm researching Yeti coolers because I was yesterday. And if I type that in a specific type of Yeti cooler, that, that an ad is the top for Yeti.com, but then two or three postings down is Yeti.com. So what's the difference? So that's them bidding on their own name. And lots, lots of companies do that, like Samsung and Apple, because it, it's, it's very low cost per click. So the way Google Ads works, it's, it's an auction, but it's also based on your relevancy score. So an easy way to understand that is like the keyword smartphone, you know, Apple and Samsung would have to bid about the same on that. But if it was an iPhone related uh, keyword, then Apple could spend way less than Samsung and have to spend heaps more to be able to beat them. So it's not a one-to-one auction. And so like if Yeti coolers, you know, they can probably take that the keyword Yeti cooler because you're looking for them. It probably costs them a couple cents to get that click where one of their competitors have to spend a couple of dollars. And so they can't really compete with them to do it. But it's still worth you spending it. Like, because, you know, in the organic listings, they might have two or three of the listings, but, you know, there's seven others that don't. And those other seven, you know, even if they were getting 2%, 2% times seven, that's 14%. That's 14% of the traffic that's going going to those ones. If you've got an ad up there and you're picking up an extra 5% of that, well, it only cost you a couple cents to get that person to your website and you're making sure they get to your website. Right. That's interesting. So let's let's relate this to real estate. And when it comes to SEO, you know, I think I think most of our audience is more, and I could be wrong here, but I think a lot of them are more uh, familiar with talking uh, about like YouTube strategies and Facebook strategies and those sort of things. And I think they're all parallel in a lot of ways. And I know YouTube is because obviously it runs, it's owned by Google, right? So keywords are very important, key phrases. But when it, so when it comes to like what we were just talking about, which is uh, using those keywords to kind of get granular, 
you know, in real estate, I don't, I think if, if an agent, th- th- I think they get lost if they sit there and, and they're focusing on very general terms because it, no realtor, all realtors work a market. They work a city and a lot of them get super granular within that, especially cities like LA, New York. They're so massive. Agents focus on zip code areas, right? So when, when you're thinking about a keyword strategy to an agent, to a real estate agent, is that is that what you advise them to get very granular on? What are the things that people are searching in Beverly Hills, in St. Louis, Missouri, in Minneapolis, Minnesota? I mean, like, and maybe even getting more granular than that is like, is it swimming pools? Is it is it basements? Is it what is it? And and how do you how do you kind of pull that out of your clients so you guys can maximize the ROI? Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, so a short tail keyword is. Well, one that's short and a long tail keyword is one that's long. So a good example of that is like the keyword smartphone, right? It's really short. There's going to be massive search volume. But what the hell is someone searching for when they're searching smartphone? Who knows? Where like if someone was searching where to buy a secondhand iPhone on the south side of Chicago, that's a really long key phrase. And, you know, there's search volume is going to be pretty small. But if you sell secondhand iPhones on the south side of Chicago, that's your customer. Yeah. You know, and th- that's what you want to be ranking for, something that converts. Who gives a crap how much traffic you get? It's how many customers pop out the other end that matter. And so that's exactly what you want too, is long search phrases because that person knows more what they're looking for. So generally, it all starts with keyword research. That's what you need to do everything everything with. And that that's what web designers don't understand. And so they make crappy websites that are really hard to rank and we have to rearrange them anyway. And so without getting too granular with it, so if you think about Amazon, right? It's like Amazon.com and then the main categories, which are like music, movies, and fashion. And then under fashion, it's men's and women's. And that shows you that the, you know, the men's fashion page isn't as important as the fashion page. And you keep getting more and more granular, granular as you go down. And so that's the same with any realtor is that you have your main products and services and then get down into your location-specific pages. And the more specific you can be on those locations, then you know, the, the search volume is going to get less and less, but it'll convert a much higher rate as well. Is So is that what you recommend to people? Because it's, it's the same topic that we have. And so as you know, I always go back to social media. That's kind of my jam. That's my game. And we talk all the time about the virality or the, or the vanity metrics of social media which is, you know, how many followers, how much engagement, how many views did your video get? But at the end of the day, that doesn't necessarily matter. That doesn't sell homes. That doesn't turn into dollars, right? Um, you know, I could have a video that gets a million views and I sell nothing, or I could have a video that gets 200 views and I sell two homes, right? I get two customers because the effectiveness of it. Is, does the same apply when you were talking about long-term, long uh, form versus okay, short? Yeah, is that is that the same? So is that the is that where people lose focus? Do you see that a lot of a lot of advertisers or marketers or companies just get in there and they want to be so broad because they want to get all these hits on their website? But at the end of the day, hits on websites don't mean squat if they're too top of funnel because that's kind of what it is, right? It's a top of funnel, bottom of funnel type of mindset, right? Yeah, no, and it won't it won't convert as well too because your content's not as tailored. The more tailored your content is to that exact keyword phrase, the better it's going to convert. But I'll give you another argument of why SEO on a website kicks the crap out of social media. For one, like YouTube or Facebook, 
you know, both those companies don't care about you. They are trying to entertain the person and keep them on the platform and get mm -hmm. them clicking on ads as much as possible. So if they're watching your video, YouTube goes, hey, what want to watch this other cat video or whatever? And boom, away they go. Same with Facebook. You know, a messenger pops up from their friend and away they go. You know, but even if you, like, do watch your stuff, you know, I was at a cafe the other weekend and I was just dicking with my phone and playing around on Facebook and I saw this ad for some copywriting and I, I love copywriting and I went, man, that's really cool, clicked on it. And yeah, I was like, yeah, cool, I'll, I'll buy his thing. I didn't have my wallet with me. I didn't have a credit card. I couldn't buy it. And it's like that guy paid for the click and I wasn't in a position to buy his his product even though I wanted it. You know, like people aren't, the buyer intent's not always there or they're not in a position to buy something. Where if someone is searching for something, they're probably, they're probably sitting at their computer. No one's searching like real estate investing or, you know, how to invest $50,000 on their phone while they're waiting for a bus, right? They're like, Sitting, sitting around doing some actual research. So the buyer intent is, is a lot better. But one thing that we uh, have not mentioned is that's really critical on how you rank a website is what is called domain authority. So uh, Larry Page, the co-founder of Google, uh, you know, when he was at university, he was a pretty smart kid. Uh, you know, I was off drinking beer and chasing girls and he was like really nerded out and creating, you know, founding Google <laughs> and you know, anyone that's old enough to remember the nineties, you'll remember that there was a whole bunch of other search engines, you know, Yahoo, AltaVista, Ask Jeeves, and they were all crap. Uh, and Larry surmised that the best way to get search results is the same as like, if you do a thesis and everyone references your thesis, then you must have a really good thesis. And you figured, well, it must be the same with your website. If you have a website and everyone references your website, links to your website, which is what's called a backlink, you must have a really good website and it should rank really well. And that's the fundamentals of how Google works. Because, you know, anyone can write any crap they want on, their, on the internet. And how does Google know if it's true or not? They have to trust what everyone else is saying about you. And they do that by who's linking to you. And so the more links you have coming to your website, it builds up what's called domain authority. And the higher your domain authority is, the easier it is to rank for everything. And so that's always something that we have to take into consideration with a, a, a new client. What's their domain authority? What can they actually rank for? You know, we don't want to go after some big traffic keywords that they're not going to rank for. What's the point? Go after the low-hanging fruit, get them making some more money, get and build up that domain authority so you can go after big, the big keywords later. How do you find the low-hanging fruit? How do you so, know? everything's keyword research. You really, I mean, Ahrefs, the tool that I mentioned before, they've got some really uh, good analysis that shows you what the competitiveness is. But it basically, well, it works on looking at the domain authority of the other sites and what the keyword, what, what comes up in that listing. So say you were wanting to rank for the keyword, how to invest $50,000. If it was all homepages, then it's going to be a lot more competitive because the homepage, the you know, the just the domain name, that is the most powerful page on any website. And so if you saw 10 of those in the in the top 10, it's going to be a lot harder to rank for that. Where if you see really long internal URLs, then it's probably a lot easier. If you see multiple uh, sources, like some like sometimes uh, Amazon will come up for like two or three search results for some products. And it's like, if Amazon's coming up three times, then it's probably pretty easy to rank for. So they're, they're the sort of things that you got to look at. Interesting. Interesting. So I want to, I want to go back to the uh, vanity piece, which was 
And, and I think uh, real estate's very guilty of this, uh, which is when you're building said website, when you're building your landing page, when you're doing something, right? When, when, when you're getting started, we all want this sexy website. Like it's gotta have this aesthetic, right? And it's gotta draw people in. And you're basically saying, BS, like that doesn't matter. Uh, it could be very, uh, is, that, is that what you're saying? I guess, first of all, can it be just a basic black and white versus this super shiny and this, all these videos and the color schemes and all this stuff? Does that, any of that matter? I mean, the, 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 the better and nicer your website is, the better it's going to convert. But, but the most important thing is that it gets traffic. If you don't get any traffic, it's never going to convert. Like if you get a million visitors, you're going to get one of them. You know, like if you get one visitor, well, you better have a hundred percent conversion rate, right? <laughs> like it's, it's always a bit of, a, you know, a mixed, but what you really, and this is also what web designers don't understand that they make pretty websites. It needs to punch people in the face and tell them what you do. Like so all the time, and you see this with real estate websites, it's all about them. You know, their title tag and their descriptions are all about them. Hey, we're John Smith's real realty. You know, we've been in business for 15 years. Who cares about that? It says, sell my house fast, Beverly Hills or whatever. You want to sell your house fast? Right. It, it, you think of it like a caveman needs to come to your website and go, oh, yeah, I understand what this guy does. Because generally someone's searching for a problem, right? They go, I've got a headache. And then they don't know how to solve that problem. Or otherwise, they'd already have it solved. You know, and they land on your page and it needs to really clearly say, we solve headaches. And then after that, needs to you know show build your authority hey here's some other people that we've solved headaches for this is how we do it and then you know have a really smooth call to action this is how you do business with us and don't be afraid to ask for the money you know do business with us but you know generally like even zillow i think could do a lot better with with more lead magnets and like some pop-up widgets like a lot on websites you'll see almost straight away it'll say hey give us your email and join our newsletter no one wants to join your newsletter, dude. No one wants more spammy email. Get out of here. That does not work. But if you get someone to your, your page and you have really good content, you know, that helps them, you know, a really great keyword for like any uh, syndication companies that are listening is like how to invest $50,000. Because most syndicators, the, the minimum investment is 50K. So it's like, well, what, you're pretty sure someone Googling how to invest 50K has got 50K. Yeah. Uh, and so you have a nice article that explains this is the you know it's the best ways to invest 50k, and you make it a time pop up so that halfway down, down uh, once they're reading this content, you go hey this guy's really cool, a nice pop up comes up that's relevant to that and goes hey want to know the five biggest mistakes people make when investing 50k or when investing for the first time, and that's really relevant to what they were just searching for. So then sure I'll put in my email and get this guide. And now if that guide needs to be good, if it's crap, then you're just going to burn the lead. But, you know, they download the guide and they go, man, this Jeff guy really knows what he's talking about. And then you can start, you know, indoctrinating them with email marketing. You know, you go, hey, listen to me on this podcast. Watch me on this YouTube video. Here's a Forbes article I wrote. And now they're like, wow, this Jeff dude is amazing. And then, you go, hey, would you like to book a call? And by the time some, they, they book that call, it's like they already know who you are. They've heard you speak a couple of times. They feel like your buddies. And they're, you know, they're ready to give you money. Interesting. That's a good. That's just a general philosophy of of don't kill them with trying to sell them when you first meet them. Bring them value, right? I mean, it's this is a 
this is a this is something that they should have that that every real estate agent should apply to their business across every platform, whether it's social, whether it's SEO, whether it's it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, networking, right? Bring value. Don't get right up in their face and and immediately try to start selling something because it turns people off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, I mean, that's that's one thing we try and do a lot is like just show people you can help them by helping them. Like, our biggest hurdle is trying to explain people. What SEO is? If they already, if they, if they understood what it was, they'd already be doing it. Because I tell you, there's no better benefit, the investment you're ever going to have on your business than a well-functioning website that generates you consistent leads. Man, like it's, it's just awesome, I and mean, it kicks the crap out of any other form of marketing. And yeah, once you explain that to people, they go, "Man, why didn't I do this earlier? <laughs> why don't people do it? Why, why was it? Is it just a lack of knowledge?" 100%. Most websites have no SEO at all. Most websites totally suck. Like most websites, you can't find them. Most people don't understand why they need a website. They figure that they need a website, but they don't. If you're not going to rank it and you want to do something with it, why bother wasting your money? You know, like we have a, a recent customer that just spent 20 grand on a website that generated zero return. It's like, well, why bother? Like go and spend the money at the pub. You'll have a lot more fun. Like if you're not going to market it, it it's, it's it's just pointless you know it's like it's like a stack of business cards that are sitting in your in your drawer just make a facebook page that'll do you know you can hand that out to people the same as you can hand out your url it's you know so if you really understand what the purpose of the website is is to generate business then you need to get that website in front of the way people are looking and where does anyone look google and so if you don't get that then don't build the website <laughs> Yeah. You know what? You just said something, and I'm going to digress for just a half a second because I, you know, so again, social media is my jam. <clears throat> and the biggest mistake most people make on social media is, is not understanding the purpose of social media. And most people get on Facebook and then just start vomiting all this business stuff as if it's a website, but they don't realize that nobody opened up the Facebook app to go look for homes. They go to Zillow for that. They go to Google for that, right? And that's the mistake they make and they don't understand why they can't get any engagement on social media. It's because nobody gives a crap about your content, but your content is not interesting and you're jamming business down their throat. That same content, correct me if I'm wrong, should be driven on their website. That's what the website is for, right? That's where they should shift their focus, build the website and then vomit all that content there where they then can create that domain authority well sure well kind of well to build up domain authority vomit that content onto other people's websites and so they link back to you that's a that's a good way to build up your domain authority but everything man needs to start with keyword research that dictates you know how you structure your website how you write your blog posts how you should do a, a podcast one, one of our customers is john lee Dermis from entrepreneurs on fire a massive business podcast and he kind of got lucky you know he like started podcasting before it was cool uh and so he's massive he, he makes a million bucks a year just on podcast sponsorship wow. yeah that's it's not a bad gig uh but it's like when we first started looking at his website it's like holy crap there was just years and years of crap and crap on crap like in fact this is how technical seo gets is one of his biggest affiliate programs is how to start a podcast and, you know, he was making really good money from that. So he made some more content about how to start a podcast and then some more and then some more. And so then Google's not sure which page is meant to rank for this keyword and you get what's called keyword cannibalization and they all start competing with each other and pull each other down and now none of them rank. And it's like, dude, 
you just killed your golden egg, golden goose. By over by overproducing content on it. By not having a good site structure. So if you don't have clear site structure and really good keyword targeting, because especially as you start niching down, you need to make sure it's clear for Google what pages to rank for each keyword. And then you use what's called supporting content to help push that up. So rather than he had four pages that were all about how to start a podcast. And so they all competing for the same keyword. A really, a really uh, good example of keyword cannibalization is one of our customers who's a five-star hotel chain and one of their locations, Sydney. And you know, they're up against you know, Agoda, Booking.com, some of the biggest websites in the world. And you, know, you can't just keep writing content, Hotel Sydney, Hotel Sydney. It's, it's not going to work like that. So we do a content plan about you know, best beaches in Sydney, best parks in Sydney, best walks in Sydney, because that's what someone going on a holiday to Sydney is going to search it for. And then you have a strong call to action that pushes over the booking page, but it builds up your relevancy around hotels and holidays in Sydney. So that's what supporting content is. I love it. I love it. That, that goes back to the strategy that's become very popular over here is that uh, go out and create a bunch of content about your local market, like interview business owners, interview restaurants. You're giving people what they actually want, which is you know, indirectly bringing them back to you. You're, you're positioning yourself as that authority, as that real estate expert of a certain market. I love it. So um, I want to mention you. You mentioned off air about doing a landing page review for people. Uh, so I didn't. I want to leave that to the very, very, very end because we're getting close to that. Tell tell our audience about that because I think everything that you've kind of shared today clearly positions yourself as that authority, as that expert. Uh, but you're telling our audience that you will do a review of their landing page. Tell us about that. So if you, yeah, you want to see what a really nice sales funnel looks like, if you go to our website, ardorseo.com. So ardor means to do, do something with fiery passion. And that is how we do SEO. So ardorseo.com slash LCA. You'll see a, a landing page set up. You'll see my pretty face. And if you put in your details, I'll do a video review for you. So I'll show you exactly how many people are in your market searching for exactly what you do. Whatever products and services you, you provide, in whatever market, I'll work it out and I'll show you how many people are searching for that. I'll then show you a bunch of things that are an issue with your website and show you some simple things you can change yourself to get your website in front of where these people are looking and predictably grow your business. So that's ardorseo.com slash LCA. And if his accent is too thick, I'm going to pronounce it ardor, A-R-D-O-R-S-E-O.com. Was it forward slash LCA? Is that right? That's that's right. Yeah. So A R D O R S E O forward slash L C A. That is really really cool. So let's just say I did that. What can I expect from you? Are you just gonna are you gonna beat me up? Generally, yeah, that's exactly what I do. <laughs> no, I, I I use some of our SEO tools to to throw them in there. I'll show you a really quick and easy way to do a, a website order on yourself. Show you how to fix your tile tags and descriptions. It's some some basic stuff that's not going to overwhelm you, but it'll show you the value of SEO and what you've been missing out on all these all these years. I love it. I love it, man. I think that's that's pretty awesome. So, so back to that, you know. And you know what? It, it's funny. I didn't even mention your company in your intro because I was I was more focused on you know talking to someone who's living in the future. But it is. It's Ardor Ardor SEO. Uh, that's that's my that's my American um, you know uh, accent on how to how to say that word. Um, wh- what does that come from? Ardor. What what is Ardor? 
Ardor is an adjective. It just means to, to do something with fiery passion. I thought, well, that, that's that's how I like to do things. So, so when we were to show you how much I had no idea about business, uh, when I first un- uncovered the secret of backlinks, I'm like, wow, these are awesome. I built a bunch of backlinks uh, and a bunch of websites, and they were all ranking and generating lots of traffic. And then I was like, well, kind of, we need to have one brand and. That, that's where the Ardor brand started from. And yeah, we eventually moved towards that. But it's like, man, if you have a plan, you, you just move forward so much faster. Like there's a, another book that I'll recommend by Michael Hyatt. It's called The Vision Driven Leader. And it's, it's, he's got some really great ways of how to build a three-year plan and quite simple. I mean, it's still a lot of work, but it's so worth having. Like I spent a lot of time with our core team, our, our senior leaders on like, where are we going in the next three years? And, you know, we have our revenue goals. And so we, we can work backwards. This is how many clients we need. This is how many leads we need coming in. This is the conversion rate. This is where we hire people. This is the sort of people that we're looking for. You know, how many people we need on each team. And it just gives so much clarity to everyone and really inspires, inspires everyone. And, you know, we've got a pretty big team. A lot, a lot based here in our office in Saigon, but a lot of remote people as well. And every month we have a monthly team call with the whole whole team and we're able to track like where are we on our three-year goal are we behind or are we ahead like and it's just it well it makes makes it a lot you know one of my favorite marketers says you know when you confuse you lose and having that sort of clarity is 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 you know awesome i think it's fascinating man i think one of the things that if 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 uh uh, that most might take from today is just the thought process of building predictable, reliable leads in business. Because I think most realtors don't think like that. Like, where is my next seller or buyer going to come from? They just don't think like that. And 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 I think this was was has been a great podcast because I think it gets people thinking. And, and that's kind of my next question is you mentioned the ardorseo.com. I, I assume that's the best place to go learn more about you, learn more about the business. Uh, that's, that's that the best way to connect with you or what's the best way to connect? Yeah, with for you? sure. I mean, uh, the, the best way is just to go to the landing page that we just mentioned, ardorseo.com slash LCA. Like that's fine. If you want to, if you want to hear me talk on a gazillion podcasts, you just can Google the coolest guy in SEO and you'll see my face all over the place. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, this is generally what I talk about, how to you know, try to explain to people what's the power of SEO and why you should actually have a functioning website. But man, predictability in, in business. If I knew that crap like years ago, I'd be a lot further ahead by now. It just, it makes life easy. You know, I, now, now I, mean, I work with a lot with the US. So I usually have one evening call like this and one morning call and I spend the rest of the day doing yoga and having lunch with friends. It's great. <laughs> Oh man, that's, that's just made, that's why people get into real estate. I think they think that's what it's going to be like. <laughs> that's so funny, man. That's awesome. So just let, let's finish this. Cause I meant to ask this in the beginning. What, what brought you to Saigon, Vietnam? What, why are you there? Uh, well, I was previously living in Russia in Siberia and went, holy crap, is that cold? And uh, I just had enough of it. I couldn't handle the cold anymore. And I, I called my dad and I said, where are you? And he said, Phnom Penh. I went, where the hell is that? It's Cambodia. I went, what the hell is that? <laughs> and he told me and I went, cool. I'll be there in 24 hours. And uh, Phnom Penh is about 270 kilometers away from Saigon. It's a little town in Cambodia, the next country over. And 
I stayed there a while and thought it was a lovely place, but uh, I'm a big city boy. And so I uh, came over to visit Saigon and went, man, that's, that's got me written all over it and been here ever since. Wow. That's cool. It's a totally different world, my friend, totally different world from, from the American way where most don't even leave their own country ever in their entire lives. Sometimes they're even their own state. Interesting stuff, dude. This has been great, man. Uh, Chris, this has been very enlightening. I think a lot of people learned a lot today. We talk about SEO. You're not the first guest we've had on SEO, but this was a completely different conversation. Uh, and I very much enjoyed that because I think it helps people understand like, where do they need to go? And I, I, if correct me if I'm wrong here, but anybody who's just yeah, like, they've never even, this has not even been on their radar before. Uh, would you say that what they really need to probably focus on is figuring out like who, who is that customer avatar, like, and, and niche it really down, right? Get really granular on what you're going after and then start focusing on those keywords. Think about what people are searching for what you want. And, and like you said, like, when you mentioned Chicago, it's like Chicago's a big city and you really need to focus on uh, niching it down to the areas that you've really liked that you want a service. Would you, would you, is that, is that a fair statement? Like uh, I, I, from clockwork, the book that I mentioned earlier, like one of the things that he talks about is your queen B role. What's the main thing that your business does. And like our business does SEO. And anytime that our analysts aren't doing as like billable hours for our customers, they're not making us any money. They're like, so what that they're, they're doing the wrong thing. And if you're a realtor, stick being a realtor, be really good at being a realtor. Like SEO is hard. You need to be an expert, like hire an agency and work with them and get them to generate what you need to do. You know, another fabulous book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Number one habit is begin with the end in mind. And it's like, where do you want to be? Determine that. And that's that's all you need to do. Like determining your customer avatar, we've got a whole bunch of tricks to make that a whole bunch easier for you. Like we've got a whole process that we walk through. Like you don't have to learn the, like, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel and learn it all yourself. Just stick to doing your, you know, your genius work and stay at that and let others you know, do their bit. I love it, man. And do you, and do you help customers build websites as well? For sure. That's a I mean that often comes to us that they don't have a website or it's crap. And yeah. So, but we don't do it like a, a web design company. We don't charge people like 20 grand up front and go, here you go. Here's a crappy website that generates you no money. We build into a strategy that this is what you need to be doing. And we get a really simple website that's going to going to convert and start ranking it, you know, and start bringing in money as quickly as possible. Cause I mean, that's where we make money is like by having long-term partnerships. Right. And so we want to be getting you making money as quickly as possible. And that all of our reporting is focused around that. Like we don't really care about searching the rankings of traffic, you know, cause it, it doesn't matter if we generate you million users and no, no one's converting, then yeah. you're not going to have any money to pay us and you're not going to stick around. So as long as we show you that you get a healthy ROI, then you're going to want to give us even more money. I love it, man. It's like, it would be like dressing somebody in the fanciest dress or suit and sending them to a, to a venue where there's no one and no one can even see them. What's the point of having all that, 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 that snazzy outfit, that snazzy get up if nobody's going to see it. And I think that's kind of the point here. And, and then on the, on the converse side, like you said, you know, you can drive millions of visitors, but if no one's going to buy your stuff, it's too top of funnel, it's pointless. So 
Chris, this has been awesome, my friend. Uh, it's it's ardorseo.com, A-R-D-O-R-S-E-O.com. Uh, go check it out. There's going to be the forward slash LCA, correct? Where you can right. get you can get a landing page review. I think that's really awesome. But if they don't have a landing page to review and they just want to contact you, just go to ardorseo.com. I've already seen it here. There's there's a little guy down in the bottom right corner that's going to pop up that say, let's, let's talk. And I assume that's probably the best way to do it, right? That, that's right. Sure. Awesome. Chris, this has been fantastic, man. It's been uh, great getting to know you. And uh, I think it's time for you to go to bed while I get uh, my day started. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. All right, man. Lab Coat Nation, we are excited to announce that starting April 1st, Tristan and I are adding a weekly episode to the LCA podcast. It is going to focus on how to leverage social media to grow your business and will appear in your podcast app every Thursday. So mark your calendars and tune in for the first episode of the Drunk on Social podcast, The Symposium, on April the 1st. We'll see you there. This episode is brought to you by Street Text, where you can run Facebook ads that actually work. They're ready to go Facebook ads that include landing pages, text message assistance through AI, drip emails, capture forms, and best practices. Join Street Text at streettext.com.